Welcome to The Life Podcast. We're so glad you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. So today we're going to conclude our series called Sold Out. Will you repeat after me, Sold Out? I don't know about you, but I've loved sharing this series. And uh, I know Pastor Danny was part of this series. He shared last week. And we've been blessed by this particular series. I know I have in sharing it. But every time I share a message, I want you to know I'm not the expert. I'm here talking to myself as much as anyone. So I know for me, in prepping this message and prepping this series, it's blessed and helped me as I trust it's blessed and helped you. Amen. So we're going to get straight into it this morning. If you have your Bibles, turn with me, if you would, to a particular passage of Scripture, which I can't remember which it is off the top of my head. It is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And we're going to read, as we have every week in this series, verse 23 to 24 from the Message Translation. And it says this, May God Himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole, put you together. Here it is, spirit, soul and body, which is the premise of this particular series. And keep you fit for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who called you is completely Completely dependable, dependable, dependable. And get this, if he said it, he'll do it. Turn to the person next and say, he'll do it. He'll do it. Even on a long weekend in the middle of winter in Adelaide, he will do it. And so by way of a quick recap from all of our previous weeks, we've been looking at the fact that we serve a triune God. He is Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and He created us as triune beings. We are spirit, soul and body. In other words, we are a spirit that owns a soul that lives in a body. I'll say that again. We are a spirit that owns a soul that lives in a body. And in order for us to live as God intended us to live, we have to address all three of these areas in our lives. I think week one, I said it takes more than bananas to make a banana cake. You know, the banana might be the hero in the cake, but if you have a banana, throw it into a blender, all you're gonna get is mushy bananas and that doesn't make for a good cake alone. You need other ingredients. You need water, you need sugar, you need flour, you need dates, you need cinnamon. You need all those other ingredients in order to make a yummy, delicious banana cake. Who wants some banana cake right now? I think we might have some for sale in the cafe, I'm not sure. But if not, I'll just whip up a batch for you. I don't know. But uh, I do know that it takes more than bananas. And to live a healthy and whole life, it takes more than just bananas. It, It takes more than just looking after one area of your life. I love the church, I do. But it takes more than just church. I, I, I love praying, but it takes more than just prayer. That there's no one silver bullet that's gonna get you out of your problems that you presently may be in. You've got to work with God and He's put us together, spirit, soul and body. And we have to address every one of those areas. I heard it said many, many years ago, whatever you neglect, you lose. If you neglect your finances, you'll lose your finances. If you neglect your health, you'll lose your health. And if you neglect your mind, guess what? You'll lose your mind. And we live in a world today where people are losing their minds left, right and centre. And so we are a three-part being. Our spirit is the real us. And that's the part that God speaks to. I touched on that in week one. And again, all of these messages are available for you to listen to again and again. And more importantly, get them into your hands of family and friends, particularly those that you know are suffering in mental illness and uh, just getting, uh, allowing feelings and emotions to get the better of them. 
And so we are a spirit and that's the real us. That's the part that lives forever. That's the part that God speaks to. We also have a soul and our soul is split up into our mind, our will and our emotions. Our mind, our will and our emotions. It's what we think, feel and want from. Darius Daniel says this, if you don't manage your feelings, they'll manage us. If your feelings manage us, we'll mismanage our lives. And so our soul is good, our mind, our will and our emotions. The things we think, feel and want aren't in and of themselves bad. But if we don't manage those thoughts, feelings and desires and they get the better of us, it will mismanage our lives. And many people, Christians including today, are having their lives mismanaged because we don't have control over our thoughts, our feelings and our desires, which is the area of our soul. I'm happy to pray for anyone, but sometimes prayer is not the answer. Sometimes it's a decision that is required. And I trust that through this series, it will help us to make better choices. Many people, Christians included, mismanage their lives because they're being led by their souls. Over the last few weeks, we've looked at the maturity of the soul. We've looked at the restless soul. And last week, Pastor Danny looked at the healthy soul. And it was a great message. And again, I want to encourage you to get all of those messages. Have a listen to them again. But today I want to conclude this series with something I've entitled The Heavy Soul. Turn to the person next and say, this is heavy, man. This is heavy. Maybe you can make a comment online. This, this is going to be a heavy message, but hopefully it will be one that sets us free nonetheless. You see, we have so much, I believe, and yet... There is such dissatisfaction. We live in the blessed country, the lucky country, the great South land of the Holy Spirit. You would think the happiest people on the planet would be here in Australia. And unfortunately, that does not seem to be the case. There are so many people I know. There are so many people you know. There are so many people even in this church that live with a heavy soul. Let me highlight some sad statistics this morning. One out of every eight people in Australia are on some type of antidepressant. Again, if that is you this morning, no condemnation, we are here to help. I just wanna state some facts and bring some answers to these facts, amen? Antidepressants are the number one prescribed drug and usage has gone up 22%. More than 4.7 million prescriptions in July 2019 to July 2020 were written. The use of antidepressants, get this, has grown amongst children by 36%. It's such a sad world in which we live. Man, when, you, when I was a kid growing up, you just, you just had fun being a kid. Kids shouldn't have to worry about or think about some of the things they worry and think about today. And such is the rate of depression that kids are receiving depression medication. Australia is the equal second most depressed country in the world, which means having things doesn't always make you happy. Living in Australia doesn't always make you happy. The psalmist said in Psalm 42 verse 5, why my soul are you so downcast? Why so disturbed within me? And it's a question. In other words, why, O soul, are you so heavy? Why are you so uneasy? Why, O oh soul, are you so worried? Am I talking to some of the right people in the room today? 
Why, O soul, are you so upset? Why, O soul, are you so unhappy? Why are you so disturbed, O my soul? David wrote many of the Psalms and he was writing that and asking his soul the question. And the question today we have to ask ourselves is this, why do so many of us live with a heavy soul? It's a fair question. And I believe that there are three main reasons. And I believe of these three main reasons, we can either relate to one, if not more than one of these three main reasons. Are you ready? Are you ready? This I trust will be as simple as it is profound and hopefully as profound as it is helpful. Because again, we are not here to bring judgment nor condemnation. We want to bring help to everyone who's listening either in the room today or online. Amen. And so the number one reason for a heavy soul is because of past hurts. Everyone say past hurts. Situations, circumstances or people that have hurt you. It's because of the painful memories. Now I'm gonna get my son-in-law up here to help me illustrate through my preach today. This is, this is <laughs> look at you. This is Nathaniel with his little backpack. I think it's your young sister-in-law's backpack, but it looks good on you, well done. And, and so we're gonna use Nathaniel as a bit of a prop today to help I, uh, illustrate, hopefully something will help and be very powerful today. Amen. So it's the past hurts. And past hurts undealt with bring weight. Maybe it's because someone lied to you. Maybe it's because your husband or wife betrayed you. Maybe it's because a friend has broken trust with you. Maybe it's because of failed dreams. Maybe it's because of past injuries. Maybe more recently you've been let go from your job and you were expecting a promotion but you're without a job today. I'm not here to tell you exactly what it is, but I know all of these things that are in our past bring weight and they bring hurt and they bring pain. And if we don't do the right thing, what we end up doing is carrying the weight. What did you stand up, Nathaniel? Now, was it easier to stand before walking out here on stage with or without the weight? Without. Without the weight, who knew? Amazing. And because I love my son-in-law and I don't want to wear him out today, I'm gonna ask you to take a seat, but still carrying the weight. And when you're carrying the weight, it doesn't matter what you do. You can go to church, but if you're carrying the weight, you're still carrying the weight. You can pray, but if you're carrying the weight, you're still feeling the heaviness of soul. Remember, there's no silver bullet, but I do believe there are some things we can deal with and look at during this preach. You know, after the fall of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel had lost everything, Jeremiah wrote this in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 19. He says, I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I remember them and get this. And he says, and my soul was downcast within me. I believe we have a heaviness of soul because of past hurts. Secondly, I believe we experience a heaviness of soul because of present troubles. It's not only the past, it's the things that we're dealing with in the here and the now. Job said it this way in Job chapter 4, verse 5. He says, but now trouble comes to you and you are discouraged 
it strikes you and you are dismayed. Has anyone ever been dismayed or maybe feeling a little bit dismayed this morning? Well, if that is you, you are in the right place. Maybe some of you can relate to Job who lost everything. Job, if you read the book of Job, you'll see that Job lost everything. And I'm sure there were moments in Job's life, he said, how did I get here? I did not see this. This was not in my five-year plan. Maybe some of you had a five-year plan or a 10-year plan and you are not where you thought you would be. Maybe your life is not going as well as you thought it was gonna be. Maybe it's not on track right now. And like Job, you're finding yourself in this present trouble. And all of these things come with weight. Why has this happened? Why didn't this happen? Why did they say that? Why didn't I say that? Why did I bother speaking up? Why didn't I speak up? And all of these thoughts come with weight. Is that harder to walk with the weight or without the weight? Definitely with the way. And he's a strong young man. That's why I used him as our example. You can take a seat. So secondly, it comes because of present realities, present troubles. And thirdly, the heaviness of soul comes because of future worries. Future worries, past hurts, present troubles and future worries. Maybe some of you are going to ask me right now, how am I going to pay the bills? What if I get fired? What if I fail my exam? What if somebody doesn't like me? What if somebody hurts me? What if I get let down again in the future? And all of these thoughts come with weight. What you'll notice about Nathaniel right now is he was walking differently than when he walked on. See, when you're carrying that kind of weight that we were never designed to carry, it changes the way you walk. It changes the way you interact with people. It changes the way you respond. We become reactors instead of responders. In actual fact, if I left Nathaniel standing there for long enough and I just wanted to have a great conversation and I just wanted to talk about life and talk about things in general, pretty soon he's going to be getting agitated with me, not because of my conversation, but because of the weight he's carrying, because of things that happened in the past, because of things he's dealing with right now or because of the worries in the future. And we have interaction with people. We have marriages busting up. We have families busting up because we're not addressing the real issues, but we're carrying all this weight around. And when you're carrying the weight around, it changes the way you respond. It changes the way you walk. It changes the way you think. When you're carrying that kind of weight, it's like, yeah, yeah, Tony, yeah, hurry up, just, just finish your conversation. So we're not listening. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. No, I'm not gonna let you sit down. Come on, I wanna talk. Come on, let's hug it out, bro. Come on, let's just hug it out. Come on, do, do you wanna go, let's, let's, let's go get something to eat. Or how about this? How about we play a bit of sport? Let's go rock climbing. I know you love rock climbing. What's wrong with Nathaniel? He loves rock climbing. Now, I, he still loves rock climbing, but you know what? He's just carrying some weight. And we live in a world, we live in a community, we live in families that are carrying weight. And I believe we can help our community if we understand 
that people are carrying weight. And instead of us just reacting to some of the responses we are getting, I believe we can be like Jesus and actually help in these circumstances and situations. And that's what this series is all about. It's about us helping ourselves in order that we might help others. You wanna take a seat, don't you? You can take a seat, that's fine. Is that a little bit better? Not really. <laughs> See, we worry about what might happen and we have anxiety about the future. But the good news is we're not alone. Even Jesus experienced some of this. In Mark chapter 15, verse, uh, sorry, 14, verse 33, it says that Jesus took Peter, James and John along with Him and He began to be deeply distressed and troubled. And He said, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Wow. If Jesus can experience that kind of sorrow in the soul, how much more you, how much more me and how much... Poor old Nathaniel here. I think, if we're honest, we could all identify with at least one, if not all three of these areas. Whether it's the past hurts, whether it's the present troubles, or whether it's the future worries. Am I talking to the right group of people this morning? The good news is, if I left you there, that would just be horrible. But the good news is we don't have to live this way. We don't have to live in this state. We don't have to live in this state of mind. We don't have to live in this feeling. We don't have to live in this heaviness. I gave away the biggest key in week one in order to help with today's message. And that is that we need to lead our soul. There are far too many people, Christians included, that are allowing their souls to get the better of them. And so we need to lead our souls. And the best way to lead our souls is to speak to our souls. In Psalm 42 verse 5, David says, Why, O soul, sorry, why, my soul, are you so downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Then he says, Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Saviour and my God. We need to learn what it is to speak to our souls. I unapologetically reiterate and repeat this point today that we need to speak to our souls because our feelings aren't always gonna lead us to the right place. Our thoughts aren't always gonna lead us to the right place. And our desires aren't always gonna lead us to the right place. If we don't have the right thoughts, feelings and desires, we will not get to where we need to get to. I mentioned in week two, that, uh, and maybe some of you can remember this. Maybe as a kid growing up, you went to a pirate party and they had their treasure maps. Or maybe you've seen films like National Treasure and they have their treasure maps. And the great thing about a treasure map is it gives you directions how to find the treasure. But the important part about the treasure map is you must start in the right place because if you don't start in the right place, you'll never get to the treasure. Your 10 steps forward, five steps to the right and 30 steps to the left will only get you to the treasure if you start in the right place. But if you start carrying all this weight, if you start with worries about the future, if you start with unforgiveness, it doesn't matter if you do the right thing after that. You'll never get to where you want to go because you're not starting in the right place. And there are some people who go to church and do all the right Christian things, but they will never get healing because it starts with finding God first. We have to find God first and we have to get a, clean, a cleanliness and an ease of soul if we are to live a healthy 
life. God doesn't want us carrying this kind of weight because what happens pretty soon when you're carrying this kind of weight, even what you enjoy, you don't enjoy. Even what you feel called to, you don't enjoy. How many of us who are my age and that little bit older started out bright-eyed, pushy-tailed, you got saved in your teenage years, you put your hand up, you came down the front to a Youth Alive rally that Pastor Danny was leading. We said yes to Jesus. Maybe some said yes to Danny, I don't know, but most of us would have said yes to Jesus. And what happened over years, we started carrying weight and now we don't feel so called. And I believe it has more to do with the weight, the baggage that we pick up along the way. And God wants to help us not carry this kind of weight. And I believe there are some three things that we need to tell our soul. And the first one is this, are you ready? Number one, to tell your soul to remember God's past faithfulness. You gotta tell your soul, you gotta remind your soul that God is good and He's been faithful and He's in control and He's sovereign. And when we get so when we don't do that, we get in a downward spiral and ultimately our mind begins racing and we end up getting and feeling depressed, albeit it may be mild, but it's hard to get back from there. And I believe the starting place of getting back from the past hurts is reminding ourselves of the past faithfulness of God. I, I don't know if you're anything like me, but when you go, go to bed, you wanna sleep, you wanna rest. You might feel tired from a busy day and I'm just gonna go to bed and crash. And we lay down and we're wide awake and our mind is racing. And when we eventually fall asleep, we end up waking at that God awful hour, 2 a.m. in the morning. And at 2 a.m. in the morning, I don't know about you, if I wake up in the middle of the night, it's, just, it's usually around that time. And that's where your mind can start going again. And we must be in control of our thoughts and remember God's faithfulness. I mentioned Jeremiah a moment ago, but thankfully for Jeremiah, he may have started addressing his situation. Let me read it again. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 19. He says, I remember my afflictions and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them and my soul is downcast within me. But then he changes direction. He doesn't leave it there. He goes on to say, yet... This I call to mind and therefore I have hope. Where did his hope come from? Because he called to mind the goodness of God. Because of the love, uh, sorry, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for His compassion never fails. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, O Lord our God. We must remember in times the, sorry, the times that God has been faithful to us. We got to remember those times. And can I just remind you, if you're a Christian in this place today, be thankful that God has saved you. You didn't deserve salvation, but He saved us. For every one of you who's wanting some God to give us what we deserve, you don't want God to give us what we deserve. God saved us and we didn't deserve that. He gave us a new life. He adopted us into His family. He's answered prayers. He's provided for us. I want you to think about just for a moment, the times God has answered prayers. I want you to think about the time God has provided for you. We can tend to forget that with the heaviness of soul. When we remember God's past faithfulness, get this, there's a weight transfer. Jeremiah, 
was feeling a heaviness of soul, but he says, great is your faithfulness. Your mercies are new every morning. And when we do that, guess what? There's a transfer of weight. And we no longer carry it, but we give it to God. Is that a little bit better? We're not there, but we're getting there. You may not be there, but we're getting there. We're getting there. We may not be where we want to be, but thank God we're not where we were. Amen. And so there's a weight transfer. We need to tell our souls to remember the faithfulness of God. And also, secondly, we need to cry out to God in the present. This is a big one. See, God can handle your honesty. I want you to know that. God doesn't need your religious act when you're in trouble. God can handle our honesty. He already knows our innermost thoughts. You know some of those things, some of those things that I can't say that. He knows. Whatever you didn't say because you have enough self-control, well done, but God heard the thought. And He's not shocked. There's nothing that shocks our God. And so He can handle our honesty. So be honest and tell Him how you're feeling. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says this, Give all your worries, give all your cares to God. Why? For He cares for you. He actually wants to help you, but He can't help you with what you hold on to. He can only help you what you tell Him about and what you're willing to give to Him. You know, there's a man in the Old Testament called David and he was known as a man after God's own heart. And I believe that's partly due to the fact that he was so honest before God. David messed up rightly and royally. He messed up. But man, he was known as a man after God's own heart. Why? I believe in part it's because he was just so flippin' honest. He just told God everything. When's the last time you told God everything? In Psalm 142 verse 1, it says, I cry out to the Lord. I plead for the Lord's mercy. I pour out my complaints before Him and I tell Him all my troubles. I don't know what your prayer time looks like for you, but for me, it can, it can just, it just can look messy. I just tell God everything I'm thinking. Say, God, I've had enough. God, I want to quit. God, I don't want. Why did you put that person in my life? Why this? Why that? And thankfully, I've never felt the wrath of God. I have heard God say, are you done? (laughs) But in a loving tone and in a loving way. Because when we cry out to God, there's a weight transfer. And we take something off of us. and put it where it belongs. And here's the thing, when we cry out to God, He can handle it. When we hand it to Him, He can handle the weight. You know who can't handle your weight? You can't. But you know who else can't? Your husband or wife can't. Or your children can't. Can I tell you this morning to let God have it? Give it to Him. Because if you don't give it to Him, if you don't let Him have it, guess who else is going to cop it? Those that are closest to you. It's going to be your spouse, your children, or those in your workplace. 
And those people in your world were never designed to carry the weight, much like you were never designed to carry the weight. And so when we give it to God, it's where it's meant to be because He can handle it. He can handle the weight. So when it comes to speaking to our soul, we need to tell our soul and remind our soul of God's past faithfulness. We also need to cry out to God in our present. Let Him have it. Don't let your wife have it. Don't let your husband have it. Don't let your children have it. I think one of the reasons that 36% of our children are experiencing depression is because our parents and people in their worlds are letting them have it and they were not designed to carry that kind of weight. We can turn this around, church, if we will give God the weight, if we'll transfer the weight. And thirdly, as a band come, we need to trust in God's power in the future. See, God is the Alpha. He's the Omega. He's the beginning. He's the end. And He's already gone before us and He's prepared a way. Hezekiah, a great prophet in the Old Testament, was surrounded by the most powerful nation at that time. And there was no way out for him. And in 2 Chronicles chapter 32, we read these words, Be strong and courageous. I want to say to you, church, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged because the king of Assyria or of his mighty army, for there is a power far greater on our side. He may have a great army, but they are merely men. We have the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles for us. Can I get an amen in the place of We serve a God who is all powerful, He's all knowing. He's all loving and He's for you. 1 John 4, 4 says, Greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is He that is in you than anything you'll ever face in this world. There is a power that's far greater in you and there's a a power far greater that is for you. Turn to the person next to you and say, He's for you. You see, no matter what the circumstance, No matter what the situation, there is a power on your side. And when we trust God with the future, guess what? There's a weight transfer. And I can only imagine that that feels so much better. Now you can actually enjoy your wife's birthday today without all that worry and without all that weight. How many great family days have been ruined? Not because of what we were addressing, but because of the weight we're carrying. God does not want us to live that way. Let's put our hands together for Nathaniel. We're gonna do something this morning, church, by way of concluding this series. We're going to put into practice what we've learned over the last four weeks. We're going to lift our voice and we're going to allow the real us, the Spirit in us, the real us to take control and to lead 
our feelings, to lead our thoughts and to lead our desires. Nothing wrong with those things in and of themselves, but when we allow our soul to lead our spirit, that's when we get in trouble. I want, I this, I that, I don't feel like it. No, we're gonna, we're gonna get to church. I want you to know, I've gone to church every Sunday since I got saved, but I didn't always feel like doing that. My soul didn't always feel like doing that, particularly when it's a beautiful day and the sun's out and the the waves are breaking just nicely. You know, my soul says, let's go to the beach. And I say, no, listen here, soul, not today. Not today, where we hold ourselves. I remember sharing a story many years ago about the film Zulu. Remember Zulu, the old film Zulu? And there's this British colony that were being attacked by all these giant Zulus. And there was this one little officer in his red coat with this handful of men, I think there's about 150 British soldiers in this tiny little outpost. And these Zulus warriors were running at them and uh, they were too far away to shoot. And so the general was just standing there. And this is what he was saying, steady lads, with his British upper lip, steady lads, steady. And there's these giant warriors running at them. I want to tell you, they're just like this. They get steady, steady lads, steady. Not yet, not yet. I think it's an incredible picture. And I believe prophetically, God is saying steady lads and lassies. (laughs) Steady, steady, steady. Hold your ground, hold your line. Don't allow your feelings, don't allow your desires, don't allow your thoughts to rob you of the God life that He has for you. Don't allow your past to rob you. Don't allow your present troubles to rob you. And don't allow your future worries to rob you. I want you to sing yourself happy. I want you to sing yourself happy. The devil wants you to be miserable. We can say to the devil, not today. That's your cue. It's not today, devil. It's not today. We're going to steady, lads. Steady, steady. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We trust that you're encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life and we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at our Adelaide campus. If you'd like to know more about Life, then visit our website at lifeadelaide.org or download the Life Adelaide app and stay connected.